Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Good morning, free fall. All eyes on Wall Street after stocks slip into alarming territory. And Americans feel the ever-increasing pain of soaring prices and inflation. This morning, the mounting fears of a recession, the pressure on the White House to take new action, and the key decision facing the Fed this week. Could the biggest interest rate hike in decades be on the way? We will have everything you need to know. Sweltering, a dangerous heat wave intensifies across much of the nation. Nearly 110 million Americans from the Great Lakes to the Gulf Coast bracing for another day of record-breaking temperatures and now being warned to stay indoors as damaging storms slam the Midwest overnight. We're live with the latest and Al's forecast. Out of touch, members of Trump's inner circle testify on day two of the January 6th hearing, saying the former president was told he lost the election in 2020, but still declared victory and pushed his big lie. I thought, boy, if he really believes this stuff, he's become detached from reality. Just ahead, what's next in the closely watched hearings and the response from Trump continuing to repeat false claims about the election. NBC News exclusive Amber Heard opening up to Savannah in her first interview since a jury sided with her ex-husband Johnny Depp. To my dying day, we'll stand by every word of my testimony. This morning, her reaction to the stunning verdict, how the case played out on social media, and her message to people who say neither star deserves much sympathy. I would not blame the average person for looking at this and how it's been covered and not think that it is Hollywood brats at their at their worst. Our one-on-one -on -one straight ahead. Today, Tuesday, June 14th, 2022. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Oda Cuppy. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Good morning, everybody. Happy to see you this morning. We're so happy that you're joining us on a Tuesday, another really busy day this morning, including Savannah, your exclusive conversation with Amber Heard. Yeah, we sat down about one week after the end of the Johnny Depp defamation trial. And coming up, we'll get Amber's take on why the jury ruled in favor of her ex-husband and a lot more. Also ahead this morning, guys, we're tracking severe weather. This is the scene in Yellowstone National Park yesterday. Heavy rain and record flooding forcing all entrances to close and overnight. Much of the Midwest was dealing with severe storms. That system now on the move as record high temperatures blanket much of the country. Al's tracking all of it. But we're going to begin this morning with troubling new signs for the economy after the Dow plunged almost 900 points yesterday. The S&P officially moving into bear market territory. Combine that with the inflation crisis and skyrocketing consumer prices and new pressures mounting on the president and the Federal Reserve as it meets this week. The major question, just how much will it raise interest rates to try to bring things under control? NBC's Tom Costello is in D.C. for us this morning. Hey, Tom. 
Hey, Hoda, 7 a.m. on the West Coast. The markets are open and up. The Dow is up 130 right now, and we've got the S&P up 25 as the markets bounce back. You know, for weeks we've been expecting the Fed to raise rates by a half point tomorrow, but after that very discouraging inflation news last week, the pressure is on the Fed now to go big. The, S the uh, Wall Street Journal and CNBC reporting the Fed will likely raise rates by three-quarters of a point as soon as tomorrow. Wall Street's closing bells sound cheery, but a dark cloud is hanging over the markets and the economy. Red arrows across the board and a big slide on Monday. Overall, just an ugly day. The Dow Jones Industrials closing down 876, now 16% lower for the year. The tech and biotech heavy Nasdaq down 30% year to date. And the broader S&P index, common in Americans' portfolios, sliding into territory down 21% this year. Real money that Americans invest to one day retire, pay for kids' college, or a new house. The advice from most financial experts, despite the high stress and the anxiety, if you have a long-term time horizon, don't panic. The advice for most people is just stick it out. Don't try to change your portfolio now. Meanwhile, more Americans in more states are hitting the so-called pain point, where gas tops $5 a gallon, forcing them to cut back on driving or spending. I've already curtailed my driving as it is. As inflation takes a huge bite out of almost every American family budget, clothing up 5%, housing up 5.5%, food up 10% in one year, new cars up 12.5%, used cars up 16%. Outside Detroit, Briz Brown had to find a closer daycare for her son as she takes on a second job delivering groceries. It's hard to keep food on the table. Uh, the rent prices are going up. It's hard to keep roof over our head. Even utilities are going up. The Federal Reserve, the nation's central bank, under intense pressure to stem inflation after failing to act sooner. Now expected to raise interest rates tomorrow to slow inflation. The Fed has to worry about whether or not it can stick to those game plans and whether or not Wall Street will believe them down the line. That's why Fed credibility, so to speak, is so key right now. So if there was another interest rate uh, hike, Tom, how much of an impact would it have on people's wallets just in the short term? Well, we're expecting new mortgages will get more expensive, refis, home equity loans, car loans. Before the Fed's rate hikes, a $400,000 mortgage would typically carry about a monthly payment, $1,700 or so. That new car loan, or that new loan today, rather, $2,400 just because of the rate hikes already, and it will go even higher as the Fed raises rates. Interesting, you know, the, the Fed has really only one tool here. It's a sledgehammer to try to bring inflation under control. It's not a surgical knife, Hoda. Okay. All right. Tom Costello for us there in D.C. Tom, thank you. We turn now to the extreme weather from coast to coast, from severe storms to a dangerous heat wave gripping much of the country. More than 100 million people once again waking up to the threat of a record-breaking temp. We're going to get to Al's forecast in just a moment. But first, NBC's Kathy Park joins us from stormy Chicago. Hi, Kathy. Good morning. Hey, Savannah, good morning to you. Yeah, the sweltering heat wave is still a big headline across the country, but overnight severe storms blew through much of the Midwest, including right here in Chicago. And from this vantage point, you can't see a whole lot of damage to this structure behind me. But when you take a closer look at these aerial images, a much different story. The fierce winds peeled back the roof of this three-story apartment complex, sending residents scrambling. But fortunately, no one was seriously hurt.
Overnight, severe weather triggering tornado warnings in the Midwest. Sirens blaring in downtown Chicago as powerful storms pummeled the area. Peeling back the roof of an apartment building in Bellwood, Illinois, as people took shelter inside. Well, I was finally able to see the whole roof fell down. The dangerous weather forcing a ground stop at O'Hare International Airport, where wind gusts reach 84 miles per hour. Instead of heading to their gates, travelers moved to shelter areas for safety. Moved us all away from the windows. I couldn't nobody sit up on this side. Got pretty windy out there. The explosive burst of storms fueled by the same heat dome that has gripped the southwest for days and is now moving east. 100 million Americans are under heat alerts, sweltering in temperatures 90 degrees or hotter. The brutal weather being blamed for at least one death in Colorado, while in Texas, the state's electric grid operator, ERCOT, reported record-setting power usage Sunday. St. Louis will be scorching in the triple digits. Charlotte, North Carolina, will likely crack the century mark for the first time in seven years. And Chicago flirting with 100 degrees, too. Heat is a number one weather-related killer in the U.S., and health officials say it's critical to take it easy, especially when the humidity is so high. Try to limit your time if you are out to uh, shorter periods, take frequent breaks, make sure and drink uh, plenty of water. In the upper Midwest, Yellowstone National Park closed to visitors on Monday as unprecedented amounts of rain washed away roads and bridges. The historic flooding setting off landslides, plunging an entire house into the river. That is insane. Three new wildfires also ignited over the weekend in California. The sweltering heat complicating efforts to contain the flames, with nearly 60% of the state facing extreme drought conditions. And back here in Chicago, when you factor in the humidity, it will feel like 109 degrees today. And because of this extreme heat, some schools in Minneapolis and Milwaukee will be dismissing their students early or going virtual. Savannah? All right, going to be a steamy one there, Kathy. Thank you. Al standing by with more on the storms and the heat and where it's all headed. Hi, Al. Hey, guys. Good morning. Let's take a look at the heat. So we're talking about 172 million of us will have afternoon highs above 90 degrees. And in fact, from the southwest all the way to the east coast, we got 106 million people under heat advisories, heat watches, heat warnings for today. Unseasonably hot. Dozens of records expected. Chicago is going to feel like 107 degrees today. 103 in Omaha, Cincinnati. You'll feel like 109. Richmond, 96. Charlotte, 101 degrees. They'll probably be at 100 over the next couple of days. And as we move into tomorrow, you can see that heat. The heat index is, again, well at or above 100 from Little Rock, Pittsburgh, Charlotte, on into Detroit. And down south, that heat's going to continue right through the into the weekend. We're talking temperatures into the upper 80s, into the mid to upper 90s. Now, that big storm system. This is what we're calling a derecho, basically a long line of thunderstorms that extends at least 250 miles with wind gusts of up to 58 miles per hour, and that's what blew through a number of the cities in the Midwest. For today, we've got a risk of severe weather out in the plains and also along the Mid-Atlantic for 20 million people. Damaging winds, tornadoes can't be ruled out. Tomorrow, we've got an enhanced risk for 8 million people up into the upper Midwest, and if we move 
on into Thursday from upstate New York into Charleston. 16 million people at risk for severe weather. It is going to be a rough next few days between the heat and the storms, guys. All right. Thank you, Al. Appreciate it. All right. In Washington, there's new fallout from yesterday. Second hearing by the January 6th committee. The attorney general now saying he is watching closely as the findings are laid out. And former President Trump himself also weighing in. NBC senior Capitol Hill correspondent Garrett Haig joins us now with the very latest. Hey, Garrett, good morning. Hey, Hoda, good morning. Yeah, this committee still has two hearings to go this week, one focused on the DOJ, the other on the pressure campaign against Mike Pence. But Monday's hearing was all about the fact that Donald Trump lost the 2020 election. His top staff knew it, his family members knew it, and the committee says his lies about winning are what fueled the January 6th insurrection. In its second public hearing, the January 6th committee laying out its case that the former president was told repeatedly by his own advisors his conspiracies about a stolen election were false. I was somewhat demoralized because I thought, boy, if he really believes this stuff, he has, you know, lost contact with, uh, with uh, he's become detached from reality if he really believes this stuff. Top Trump campaign officials testifying after seeing the results come in, they tried and failed to stop the president from declaring victory on election night. Frankly, we did win this election. We're still being counted, ballots were stays, um, and it was far too early to be making any proclamation. There were suggestions by, I believe it was Mayor Giuliani, to go and declare victory and say that we won it outright. Miller also testifying Giuliani was intoxicated as he advised the president on election night. Giuliani's attorney denies he was drinking at all. The president's embrace of unsupported theories about machines switching votes or a truckload full of fraudulent ballots later parroted by rioters. But dividing his allies, campaign manager Bill Stepien, who had to withdraw from planned live testimony when his wife went into labor on one side, Giuliani on the other. He called them kind of my team and Rudy's team. I, I didn't mind being characterized as being part of Team Normal. Trump embracing Giuliani even as 61 out of 62 legal challenges by his campaign were dismissed or defeated. And Justice Department officials told him they debunked claims of fraud. No, we said, you know, I... I I have confidence in Rudy. Trump releasing a 12-page statement overnight, largely repeating his debunked election fraud claims. So where will all this lead? Overnight, the committee seemed to disagree internally over whether it would criminally refer former President Trump or others to the Justice Department or simply present all the evidence. Either way, the current attorney general says his team is watching closely. I'll be watching all of it, and I can assure you that uh, the January 6th prosecutors are watching all the hearings as well. Garrett, the committee also followed the money, talking about the fundraising that the president and his team did around the big lie and how those claims may have misled donors. What more can you tell us about the evidence there? Yes, Savannah, the committee says Mr. Trump raised something like a quarter billion dollars for something largely called the Election Defense Fund that didn't actually exist. Most of that money went to Mr. Trump's political super PAC, and the committee says some of it was even used to pay Trump allies, like Donald Trump Jr.'s fiance, Kimberly Guilfoyle, getting paid about $60,000 for her speech on January 6th. Uh, the committee says that the idea here is that the big lie ultimately led to what one member called the big ripoff. So all right, Garrett Hake, uh, we will watch this week. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. 15 minutes past the hour. Some more breaking news overnight in Ukraine. Yeah, Hoda Savannah, good morning. Good morning to you as well. Russian troops focusing on eastern Ukraine. And now several bridges in that region 
have been destroyed, cutting off what had been key escape routes for thousands of Ukrainian civilians. NBC's Molly Hunter joins us with more once again on the front lines there in Ukraine. Molly, good morning. Craig, good morning to you. That's right. No more escape routes for people who are in Severodonetsk. We have been speaking to people here in Dnipro who have fled Severodonetsk. One man says the real number of civilians still trapped inside, likely much, much higher than that estimated 10,000, including hundreds and hundreds of children. This morning, Severodonetsk is still standing, but all three bridges into the city now destroyed. There's no way out. President Zelensky says the battle for the Donbass region will surely go down in military history as one of the most brutal battles in and for Europe. Lacking the heavy artillery needed, Ukrainian soldiers are engaging Russian troops in urban street battles in the key eastern city. But even as losses mount for Ukraine, Zelensky says we are still beating back Russian forces. The head of Ukraine's armed forces says that Russia has 10 times more firepower than Ukraine. But additional help may be on the way. Sources telling NBC News the Biden administration could soon announce more military aid for Ukraine, including additional weapons and equipment, and it's badly needed. After Severodonetsk, Russian artillery is pummeling the town of Lysychansk and in the firing line, the city of Bakhmut. There's nothing good happening here, Valia says, and it's not clear how this will end. But in places where there's no longer fighting around the suburbs of Kyiv, a stark contrast. The Russians left Bucha two and a half months ago, the city synonymous with some of the most brutal scenes this war has seen. Yesterday, seven more civilian bodies uncovered from a mass grave. Police say they were tortured, shot in the knees, their hands tied with tape. The recovery here slow going. A long road and returning comes first. And resilience, says military psychologist Natalia Zaretska, is not in short supply. How do you heal a town like this? How do you possibly start? Where do you start? Uh, people would like to clean everything from Russia. Just scrub it, get it all uh, away. Absolutely. Now, an entirely different experience here in Dnipro. We also spoke with the woman, Irina, who left Severodonetsk just three days ago. We asked her why she stayed, why she didn't leave earlier. And she said not only was it to care for her elderly parents and her grandmother, she hasn't had any cell service since the beginning of March. So she had no way to get news, no way to talk to friends. She had no idea how bad it had gotten. And since arriving here in the relative safety of Dnipro, she has not been able to reach her parents. Craig, I'll send it back to you. Completely cut off. Uh Molly Hunter Force in Ukraine. Molly, thank you. 18 minutes past the hour. Time to switch gears. Get a check of the forecast from Al. Hey, Al. Hey, guys. Besides the heat, we're looking at those record highs as we talked about. The uh, Down through the south, on into the mid-plains. Strong storms also firing up there. Look for rain and mountain snow, believe it or not, making their way through the western plains into the Pacific Northwest. The sunshine continues out west. They could really use some rain. The drought is extreme out there, as the fire risk is, too, in the southwest. And that's your latest weather. Guys. All right, Al. Thank you. And just ahead this morning, our I Exclusive interview with Amber Heard speaking out about the defamation trial brought against her by ex-husband Johnny Depp for the very first time. This was the most humiliating and horrible thing I've ever been through. This morning, her take on that verdict, the evidence she says was kept away from jurors, and how she feels about all of it now. But first, this is Today on NBC.
When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We are back, 7.30 Tuesday morning, 14th of June, 2022. It is Flag Day. Mm-hmm. And our corner Rockefeller Plaza is all decked out for the occasion. Let's honor our flag. Okay, yes. we, we do want to begin this half hour, though, Savannah, with your exclusive interview with Amber Heard. Yeah, that's right. This is Amber Heard's first interview since that high-profile defamation trial and its stunning verdict largely in favor of her ex-husband, Johnny Depp. We spoke about what happened in that courtroom and how she feels about all of it now. It's been about more than a week since the verdict. As you sit here with me now, has it sunk in? How could it? Surreal and difficult in part, yes. Um, This has been a long time coming. Do you stand by your testimony and your accusations against Johnny Depp about abuse? Of course, to my dying day, we'll stand by every word of my testimony. The real-life drama of the defamation case between Amber Heard and her ex-husband, Johnny Depp, captivated millions of people around the world. Amber Heard just got exposed. Johnny, you hit me. This is so cringe. With clips spreading across social media like wildfire. I think vast majority of this trial was played out on social media. I think that this trial is an example of that gone haywire, gone amok, and the jury is not immune to that. You think the jury saw it? How could they not? I think even the most well-intentioned juror, it would have been impossible to avoid this. People online and crowds outside the courthouse made it clear where they stood. Every single day I passed for three, four, sometimes six blocks, city blocks lined with people holding signs saying, burn the witch, death to Amber. After three and a half weeks, I took the stand and saw just a courtroom packed full of Captain Jack Sparrow fans who were vocal, energized. Can you put into words how that felt? This was the most humiliating and horrible thing I've ever been through. I have never felt more removed from my own humanity. I, I, I felt less than human. Let's go back to the, the day of the verdict. Were you feeling confident? <sighs> That's a great question. I wish I could say yes to that. 
I want to say yes to you, but it would... It wouldn't be true. Even if you think that I'm lying, you still couldn't tell me, look me in the eye and tell me that you think on social media there's been a fair representation. Do you find that Mr. Depp has proven all the elements of defamation? Answer, yes. After the six-week trial, the jury found her defamed Depp in a 2018 Washington Post op-ed in which she wrote she was a public figure representing domestic abuse. She never mentioned her ex-husband by name. Depp denied the abuse allegations in court. Heard won just one of three claims in her countersuit against her ex-husband. That verdict came less than two years after a judge ruled against Step in a similar case in the UK, in which he sued a British newspaper that called him a wife beater. There was another trial, handled in, with the same, dealt with the same substantive issues that had even more evidence in. In fact, mine, my evidence was largely kept out. Really important pieces of evidence kept out done differently, handled differently by a, a judge instead of a jury. Some evidence is admissible in a UK court that is not admissible in a US court. Do you think that maybe he just had better lawyers? I will say his, his lawyers did a, certainly a better job of distracting the jury from the real issues. For some people, they just were frankly disgusted by the whole thing and don't have much sympathy for either one of you. Can you understand that? Absolutely. I would not blame the average person for looking at this and how it's been covered and not think that it is Hollywood brats at their, at their worst. I'd, but what people don't understand is it's, it's actually so much bigger than that. This is, uh, this is not only about our First Amendment right to speak. But here's the thing about the First Amendment. The First Amendment protects free speech. It doesn't protect lies that amount to defamation. And that was the issue in the case. Yes, exactly. You can't go into, the free speech does not protect you if you, you know, go into a crowded theater and you scream fire. We get the concept of free speech from the Greeks. My understanding of what that means is not just the freedom to speak. It's a freedom to speak truth to power. But truth is the word. Yes. And that was the issue. And that's all I spoke and I spoke it to power, and I paid the price. In the closing arguments, the Depp lawyer said, called your testimony the performance of a lifetime, and said you were acting. What do you say to that? Says the lawyer for the man who convinced the world he had scissors for fingers. I'm the performer. I had listened to weeks of testimony. Uh, insinuating that or saying quite directly that, you know, I'm a terrible actress. So I, I, I'm, a, I'm a bit confused how I could be both. The Depp team argued that you were the abuser, that you instigated physical violence. Did you? I never had to instigate it. I responded to it. When you're living in violence and it becomes, it becomes normal, as I testified to, you have to adapt. You say you were responding, but there are, is evidence. There are tapes in which you acknowledge hitting. There are tapes in which you say, I started the fight. I know much has been made of, of these audio tapes. They were 
first leaked online after being uh, edited. What you would hear in those clips are not evidence of what was happening. It was evidence of a negotiation of how to talk about that with your abuser. But I am looking at a transcript that says, he says, you start physical fights and you say, I did start a physical fight. I can't promise you I won't get physical again. I mean, this is in black and white. I understand context. But you're testifying and you're just telling me today, I never started a physical fight. And here you are on tape saying you did. As I testified on the stand about this, is that when your life is at risk, not only will you take the blame for things that you shouldn't take the blame for, but when you're in an abusive dynamic, psychologically, emotionally, and physically, you don't have the resources that say you or I do with the luxury of saying, hey, this is black and white, because it's anything but when you're living in it. But then there are other times, there's another tape where you're taunting him and saying, oh, tell the world, Johnny Depp, I, a man, am a victim of domestic violence. 20-second clips or the transcripts of them are not representative of even the two hours or the three hours that those clips are excerpt from. Could your side have just put the whole three hours in then? I'm not a lawyer. As I testified to, I was talking in those recordings as a person an extreme amount of emotional, psychological, and physical distress. He and says he never hit you. He never. Is yeah. that a lie? Yes, it is. What about the witnesses who said they have seen you instigate physical violence? I've seen firsthand how people will file rank and support the person they depend on. Did they all come in and lie in court? I am not here to call any of his witnesses any names. I'm here to just kind of talk about it from what it felt like for me as the person who sat there. When I asked his lawyers, why do you think you won? And the answer I got was because she never took responsibility for anything she did in the marriage. I did do and say horrible, regrettable things throughout my relationship. Uh, I behaved in horrible, almost unrecognizable to myself ways. There's so much, I have so much regret. I freely and openly and voluntarily talked about what I did. I, I talked about the horrible language. I talked about being pushed to the extent where I didn't even know the difference between, you know, um, right and wrong. I will always continue to feel like I was a part of this, like I was the other half of this relationship because I was. And it was ugly and could be very beautiful. It was very, very toxic. We were awful to each other. You know, I made a lot of, lot of mistakes. A lot of mistakes. But I've always told the truth. Heard's lawyers say they plan to appeal that verdict. And as for the notion from Heard that there was evidence allowed in that UK trial that could have potentially made a difference last week, Depp's attorney said here on today that the evidence presented in the latest trial far exceeded the UK one to different processes, and they believe the jury got it right. Well, we have a lot more of our conversation to share with you tomorrow morning on today, including Heard's response to some of the other allegations made about her in court and her answer when I asked how she 
feels about Johnny Depp now. We've got lots more of that. Our exclusive interview with Amber Heard will also air on a special edition of Dateline. That's mm -hmm. Friday night at 8, 7 central. There was a lot to talk about. Um, and we'll continue the conversation yeah, tomorrow. So, yeah. so enlightening. Yeah, it really was. Lots right. to unpack from that. Yeah. yeah. Thank All you, right. Savannah. Coming up, we'll take you inside the class reunion boom as people get the chance to get together to catch up after waiting two years to celebrate together. Also had this morning a can't-miss investigation from Kate Snow. How drug dealers are now using social media to reach potential customers, including our children, and what's being done to stop them. But first, these messages. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. We're back 745. Mr. Roker, have a Welcome check of the weather. Well, thank you, Mr. Melvin. Let's see. We've got us a little rain and mountain snow in the Pacific Northwest. Fire risk continues through the Southwest. Record highs throughout much of the country. We're looking at 170 million of us with temperatures 90 degrees or above today. And that is your latest weather, guys. All right, Al. Thanks, Al. Thank you. Coming up, your 8 o'clock hour. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.